At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. B21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. Consistently for yeah. Sweet Laurel, our recipes are what we like to call dump and stir. Yes. This is Play Me a Recipe, and I'm Laurel Galucci. And I'm Claire Thomas, and we're the owners of Sweet Laurel, coming to you from our kitchen in L.A. Today we'll be making margarita pizza from our new cookbook, Sweet Laurel Savory, which is linked in the show notes and on food52.com. But we'll be gathering ingredients, slicing, dicing, baking, everything alongside each other, so feel free to pause or jump back using the podcast chapters if you need a little more time. For ingredients and equipment, you'll need a bowl, parchment paper, and a rolling pin. So to me, the first thing that I find funny about that is when you think pizza, you think of someone flying pizza above their head. This is not that. No. And this is the important thing why is the recipe is for margarita pizza, but it is margarita pizza with a difference. And yes. that big difference is... This is gluten-free, grain-free, dairy-free pizza. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like a, none of the things that you'd expect <laughs> to have in pizza. But it's absolutely delicious. And the whole cookbook is actually savory baking dishes that are without grains, which is presents challenges, you yes. know? Yes. Yeah, but for pizza... I feel like this was one that actually came together pretty quickly mm-hmm. because some of the recipes I was really sweating about, like bagels. Yeah. When we were developing a grain-free bagel, I was so nervous, but it turned out but great. But you nerded out over I nerded out. We had like 50 iterations <laughs> of bagels to get to the, the bagel, um, but it worked out. And so for pizza, Laurel, let's talk a little bit about how we started with this recipe. Yeah, so um, pizza is actually really important to both Claire and I. Mm -hmm. Um, We wanted to take it a step further and, you know, of course it's grain-free, dairy-free, gluten-free, but this pizza dough is also vegan. Mm. And um, it's vegan because we use something really special in it called coconut yogurt, which is um, one of our favorite ingredients to use. But, um, you know, it's a really simple approach, and we that's a pillar at Sweet Laurels, keeping things simple. Mm. And so um, in this cookbook, we have trimmed down our ingredient list, and we, you know, in our first cookbook, we used, we had a five core ingredient principle. Similar in savory, we've got this trimmed down ingredient list, and this recipe really highlights some of those. 
What I love about this recipe is pizza is one of those things that I'm like, oh, that sounds so fun, and then I will never do it. I'll do it once, and then immediate, and then like my kitchen looks like a bomb went off because I'm like, who do yeah. I think I am yeah. with this like bowls of dough everywhere yeah. and like it's a lot. It's crazy, and so I just feel like pizza is one of those things that is a little intimidating for a home cook. Like it sounds amazing, yeah. but then the doing of it totally. is a little hard. Yeah. But what I love about this recipe is it actually is a, simple a weeknight recipe. Oh, yeah. We're making it every Friday night at our house at this point. And the cool thing about this dough is you can make it ahead, roll it out, and freeze it. And I love that. You know, you can make a pizza in a jiffy. It's not delivery. It's sweet laurel savory. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. I, I love it. Well, let's get to the making of it. Yeah. So the simple base of this, this is the joke, is that I was nervous when we were doing the Food 52 interview mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh, it's going to be a five-minute interview. <laughs> recipes are like it's so simple consistently for sweet laurel our recipes are what we like to call dump and stir yes but yeah like what i love so much about these recipes and this is same for the first cookbook as well is that it's actually easier than the thing you would typically be making yes i feel like with grain-free and gluten-free baking people sometimes expect it to be even fussier and more annoying and like challenging but this is a great example of it not being that at all yeah and this is going to be one of those recipes where you're like how is it that my five-year-old can make this because (laughs) it's what i love about um a lot of our recipes is like age does not hold anyone back um a five-year-old could literally make this recipe in fact my three and a half almost four year old helps me make it all the time i love it so it's super simple one bowl that's all you need and um five ingredients i love it yeah, all right well let's, let's get into it let's yeah. get into it so first things first is we have the oven preheated to yes. 500 yes or honestly as high as your oven will go yeah. like 500 is most of most people mm-hmm. i have like a weird oven from the 50s that just like i don't know it just cranks so it's but probably it's like it's like a thousand degrees <laughs> um if you have a pizza stone use it mm-hmm. gives you that amazing crunchy crust if you don't our kind of hack for that is you take a baking sheet turn it upside down and put it onto your oven rack and let that preheat. Yep. So it's not going to have the same heat quality as a baking stone, but it is going to give you that really great crispy crust. Mm-hmm. So it's a good little, little yeah. tweak. Little, little hack. Yeah. So walk us through the ingredients, Laurel. Yeah. So um, this recipe has a cup and a half of almond flour, mm-hmm. and then we have a cup of arrowroot powder, a half a teaspoon of Himalayan pink salt, and then a quarter cup of coconut yogurt and half a cup of almond milk. And um, we do have one little tip here. If you do not have coconut yogurt handy, you can actually just use a quarter cup of coconut milk or almond milk and squeeze a little lemon into it and get that same effect. Yeah, that same little tartness. Yes. So one of the consistent things that we, you know, we're trying for in this cookbook is how do you get the flavor of something that's risen, like Mm -hmm. a sourdough flavor, when you haven't actually risen it? And yogurt became like our secret sauce throughout. It's one of our favorites. It also adds like that act, the fermentation adds this amazing lightness. Mm -hmm. So this pizza dough does have like that really nice bubbly lightness to it, which is so delicious. And something I like to do with this one is actually make it 
maybe even a couple hours before I'm intending to bake it. Mm -hmm. And it sours even more as you let it sit on the counter, oh, yeah. which is really cool. That And that's kind of consistent with true pizza dough. I love that. Well, it's the yogurt, especially mm -hmm. if you, um, we have a recipe for coconut yogurt in the cookbooks. If you're making the coconut yogurt, it is one of those things that the longer it sits there, the mm -hmm. more sour it gets. Yeah. And I mean, so how do we put it together? Yeah, so literally we're just gonna add all of our dry ingredients in this bowl. So we have our cup and a half of almond flour. Mm -hmm. um, almond flour. I'll wait for the bag. <laughs> almond flour, a cup of arrowroot powder. So almond flour plus arrowroot is a really common combination you're gonna see in our recipes. And the reason why is arrowroot has this amazing moisture and texture to it. The flavor is really nice as well for the almond flour. Um, and then arrowroot kind of gives it that chewiness that you are missing from yeah. almond flour. Like almond flour is very yeah. short, but yeah. the arrowroot gives it a little bit of that gluten kind yeah. of vibe. Yeah, I think the two together kind of give this like a yin-yang type situation with like we're trying to get a couple different textures here and yeah. it really helps. Um, now we're going to add half a teaspoon of pink salt mm -hmm. and now that we have our dry ingredients together, we're literally just going to mix those all together so that everything's all mixed in. Mm -hmm. So the arrowroot, the pink salt, the almond flour, all mixed really nicely together. We like to use a whisk for this. And then, once that's mixed together, we're just gonna add our coconut yogurt and our almond milk. Nice, and for that, we're switching from a whisk to a rubber spatch, just exactly. so you don't have to get your fingers dirty, but. Exactly. It's it's so straightforward. Yeah, very easy. Very easy. easier, actually. I love and, it. And um, so here's our coconut yogurt. I actually made this earlier today, so it's. <laughs> I, I know, I was about to say, that's kind of like, that's a thin yogurt yeah, that's so going it did, in here. It sit in the fridge as long as it normally is. Yeah, it's more that you're adding moisture to it, and yeah. that's what matters. Yeah, and, and like that flavor. The sourness, yeah. yeah, that's the key. That's the key. And then we're just gonna mix this all together. All right. Do you wanna mix it, Claire? Sure. Give me something to do. Right now, yeah. I'm just like, all I'm doing is hanging around and harassing Laurel while she puts together the pizza dough. <laughs> and then, um, so, I don't know, I don't think we mentioned this, but we're after we mix this dough together, we're gonna um, put it onto two sheets of parchment paper. Like a sandwich of parchment yeah, paper. Yeah, and so we want the, a, parchment, a sheet of parchment down, we're gonna slap the dough in the middle of it, and then put that second piece of parchment on, and you can roll it out with either a rolling pin. If you don't have a rolling pin, you can use a can, whatever you have on hand. Wine and bottle. Wine bottle. Wine yeah, bottle is the one. A, that would work a lot. I've used that so many times. <laughs> that, is, so, that is the key. The fun thing about this recipe is um, you can you could make it into a circle. You could make it into a square. You could make it into a heart shape. <laughs> this is turning into a Dr. Seuss poem. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you can tell I make this with a with a fox in a box. Yeah. And um, you can make a little lip for a crust. Mm -hmm. And um, we do really like to pre-bake the crust before adding toppings. That is like a little sort of our, our like little tip. Yeah. Is that, I mean, you can, in the cookbook, you we basically say go right ahead, just like yeah. dump everything on it, that's fine. But we do like doing the little yeah. pre-bake because yeah. you end up getting, and if you, especially if you want like, I think you and I are kind of like thin crust girls, yeah. if we're being honest. Yeah. So like doing the extra like crispiness. Yeah. So I mixed the dough together yeah. and it's interesting because when I was first mixing it, I was nervous because I was like, oh, it looks very liquidy. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh -oh. 
what's going on? And now, um, after mixing it, like, so here's the beauty of it being grain-free. There's no such thing as over-mixing right. because there's no gluten to overwork. So you can just mix it as much as you want. Um, but yeah, after you mix it, it, you actually notice it really does start to come together. Yeah. And that's partially because of the arrowroot. Um, mm -hmm. The arrowroot, as it gets wet, it actually kind of gets activated. Mm -hmm. So you end up seeing the arrowroot really working to kind of hold everything together and giving us that sort of gluten-esque mm -hmm. quality. Yes. Hey, this looks beautiful. And here's the great thing. You don't have to wait. Mm -mm. Like usually in a pizza recipe, this is where you say like put, Two in, a, hours. put in a warm na 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 for yeah. ninety minutes. Like you don't have to do any of that. You just like immediately yeah. can do it. Okay, so we're we now have laid out our parchment paper, mm -hmm. and we're dumping our dough on there. And yeah. this makes like. This is a big pizza. It's a big pizza. This is a big pizza. You yeah. could do two mini pizzas. You could do with two this. minis or a large one, yeah. 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 We pride ourselves in using a very minimal amount of kitchen utensils, kitchen tools, and being kind of not fussy. Yeah. I feel like our entire operation would come to a halt if, like, out of nowhere the headline says, parchment paper removed from the planet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like. That would be a very sad day. That would be... Sweet Laurel would have to close. Well, I know. I know when I'm personally out of parchment paper, it's like at my house, I like pretty much can't do anything. It's like my hands are tied behind my back. Oh my gosh. Well, so talk a little <laughs> bit about parchment paper. And we obviously are using it in this recipe yes. to roll out our dough. Yeah. You will find that throughout the Sweet Laurel Savory Cookbook, we are using parchment paper to roll our dough. Yeah. So what yeah. is it about the parchment paper that makes yeah. it so key? So we, with the parchment paper, typically when we're um, rolling out dough, we sandwich the dough between two pieces of parchment and then roll it out. And this makes it so it doesn't stick to everything. It's not a sticky, icky mess. You don't have to flour your rolling pen. Mm -hmm. And it literally rolls off so easily. Yeah. And before you need to bake, um, you know, say you're making the pizza dough or a tart crust or whatever you know you roll out your dough and then you remove that top piece of parchment paper and go on to your next step and it's essential for you know things not sticking to each other and then also it does make for an easier cleanup it really does i mean even in this case we're doing something really unique which is you're moving the pizza dough on the parchment directly onto the stone yes. which is very uncommon mm -hmm. like you would yeah. usually just take the dough and put the right. dough directly onto the stone yeah. But for us, the parchment is really key because when you're doing grain-free, gluten-free baking, mm -hmm. the textures are actually completely opposite to mm -hmm. what you're used to. Right. So for instance, like in conventional baking, when you're making pizza dough, you're kneading it enough so that the gluten develops so you get this incredible stretch and it's very buoyant. Mm -hmm. So you can stretch that pizza dough. This is not a stretchy dough. Mm -hmm. It actually has more the texture of like as if you're baking like a very thick muffin or banana right. bread or something. Mm -hmm. So you can't play with it the same way. Mm -hmm. So in our book, we have an entire section on kind of the do's and don'ts of grain-free baking. And most of it is based on the idea of like expectations and kind of removing them. Yeah. 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 And it's not like the, the other version. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so for our pizza dough, because it is quite wet, that parchment paper is so helpful because it just means then you don't have to create that you're not you're not creating a gloopy mess it makes life so much easier and how do you okay so we're putting the parchment on top we're rolling it out how thin do you like it i like it pretty thin mm -hmm. to be completely honest i really like it thin and then at the edges i like to make a little lip manually i mm -hmm. think that adds a really nice um you know, little, it makes it really pretty. And also, um, the, the crisp, like I'm the person who like 
everyone saves their crusts for me at the dinner table. Mm -hmm. So, um, I love that. Yeah. Especially when it's grain free only, but (laughs) when if they're eating gluten pizza, I don't eat their crust, but amazing. Yeah. This, this is a fun one for that. All right, so while our oven is preheating and our crust is ready, we're going to wash up, so we'll see you guys in a second. This is Play Me a Recipe. I'm Laurel Gallucci. And I'm Claire Thomas, and we're the owners of Sweet Laurel, and today we're making our grain-free margarita pizza. Let's top this pizza. Yeah. I'm excited about it. So tell us about the sauce. Yills. So uh, this this pizza is ready to be topped with whatever you want to top it with. Um, we have a couple of versions in the cookbook that we really love. We have a pizza Bianca. We have like a veggie pizza. My favorite is the classic margarita, which is what we're making today. So the base of the sauce, um, you can use tomato sauce that you have at home. Um, the one we have in the cookbook is kind of a Sicilian variation. And the thing to me that makes it Sicilian are the little baby kind of tweaks that really add this amazing punch of flavor. So for instance, you have your classic olive oil, garlic, salt, pepper, canned tomatoes, and tomato paste as the base. And then for the flavoring, the rosemary, basil, clove, and then red pepper flakes with a touch of maple syrup, because we don't use sugar, so we're using a little maple syrup. Those elements give it this amazing just bite. Mm -hmm. Um, So the clove adds that almost like Szechuan pepper kind of quality Mm -hmm. to it, Um, a little bit of a spiciness. And then the rosemary is that earthy, almost like resin kind of quality. So it just makes it this really punchy, deep, rich sauce that I personally can't get enough of it. I really love it. So yummy. So that's the main sauce. But then the other toppings are really simple. It's buffalo mozzarella and basil. And I want to talk about buffalo mozzarella because so full (laughs) just near and dear to my heart. Oh my gosh. So a little bit of a backstory on Laurel and I and Sweet Laurel. So. Sweet Laurel was founded because Laurel came down with Hashimoto's, a very aggressive autoimmune disease, and healed her way through food. When we formed Sweet Laurel, I've actually never had any dietary restrictions. So for me, like, I've always been able to eat whatever kind of cheese, whether it's like a super garbagey cheese whiz or like a beautiful handmade cheese. I've never had an issue with dairy. So when we were doing pizza... I was so excited to find out that you found a cheese you can do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I discovered buffalo mozzarella when we were on our baby moon um, in Italy when we were pregnant with my first baby. And honestly, I had no idea that buffalo mozzarella has like the tiniest trace amounts of lactose in it. It's, wow. base, it's pretty much lactose free mm-hmm. on paper. And so we were in Italy, and um, my nutritionist had said, you know, you're on your baby moon. You should try some stuff. And I just fell in love with the buffalo mozzarella. I probably had it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner like five days in a row. It explains why Nico has just like such (laughs) beautiful... Oh my gosh, he's got these chubby (laughs) mozzarella paws. Yes, and so it became instantly my favorite cheese. And then when I found out that it was basically lactose-free, I was like, this is going to be my new thing. Yes. the amazing thing about buffalo mozzarella is on a pizza, it gives it that true, beautiful melt. Yep. It looks gorgeous. It tastes amazing like it's supposed to. And, um, you know, you don't have to worry about the dairy. It's great. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about that. Like, one of the things for this cookbook was that we tried to provide a lot of options. So we have vegan cheese, right. including a vegan mozzarella, mm-hmm. which... 
I am so impressed with the melt on it. Yeah, because the, the melt on the vegan mozzarella is really impressive. Mm-hmm. You actually can get kind of a cheese pull from it, which yes. I think is very and awesome. And it's Kosovo based. Which yeah, I would have never thought exactly. <laughs> but it is one of those things too, where if your body can handle something that is uh, like, I guess it's funny, it's dairy, but it's dairy free, right? Because most of the most of the time, people are reacting mm-hmm. in dairy to the lactose. Yeah. But um, so using things like buffalo mozzarella or yeah. buffalo milk based yeah. products, um, also ghee yep where you know the uh, milk solids are, exactly are pulled from the butter mm-hmm. um we're able to kind of play around with those ingredients as well yeah so here's the thing to building a perfect pizza everybody wants to overdo it right. everybody wants to do i'd say like 50 percent more toppings right. than you actually should mm-hmm. but um when it comes to the actual sauce you use so little right you almost just want to kiss it with mm-hmm. like a tiny bit of sauce and then you put the slices of the mozzarella on right. top. Less is more. Exactly. Because the truth is you don't want that goopy puddle in the middle. I actually, I gotta be honest, that's like my least favorite thing about Neapolitan pizza. Is it gets goopy all goopy. It gets all goopy well, in the middle. That, you have to eat it with like a fork and a knife, I don't, right? who, I hate that so <laughs> much. Terrible. It goes against my American. Why, why a fork and knife? <laughs> I can't do it. So yes, this is like more of a, I guess like slightly more Brooklyn in the sense that you should be able to you pick, can actually the, pick it up. The pizza should have yeah. a point that like stays yeah. to true north instead yes. of <laughs> dipping in your hand and creating a mess. Um, all right, great. So we're doing a very small amount of the sauce on top. And I just like to use the back of a spoon, like a ladle to do mm-hmm. this. The sauce is great too. It freezes really well. You can make it ahead, obviously. Mm-hmm. So the cool thing is by the end of this, making this pizza could actually take literally 10 seconds because 100%. if you've made the pizza dough and frozen mm-hmm. it, if you've made it ahead of time, if the sauce is made ahead of time, you really don't, yeah. it takes so little effort to assemble it, which yeah. is wonderful. Great. And so it does bake for a little longer than like a traditional pizza. Mm -hmm. Because usually when you put a pizza in a pizza oven, it's around like 8 to 10 minutes. This bakes in about 12 to 15, depending on the oven, depending on the pizza stone. It's really more because of the dough. Exactly. So I would definitely keep an eye on it, though. It's one of those things where... If you look at it and it's getting beautiful and brown on the tops mm-hmm. and, you know, the crust is looking really good, get a spatula, yeah. lift it up, check the bottom. Mm-hmm. If underneath is starting to get some really nice spotting, mm-hmm. you know you're in business. Right. So, for instance, as I said earlier, I have a crazy oven, so things cook like, this would be like an eight-minute pizza in my mm-hmm. oven, but in a normal oven, it might yeah. be like the full 15. Mm-hmm. Very nice. All right. So it is out of the oven. It looks amazing. It looks gorgeous. So okay, here's a question. Mm -hmm. Are you like a fresh basil after the fat girl or like a basil going in? In. In with it. Yeah. yeah. All those oils come out. Totally. I I actually watched um, like a thing about all the best places to eat margarita pizza in Napoli. Oh, wow. And they put it in before they bake it. So I was like... I think that's how it's done. There you go. The the (laughs) Napolese are doing it that way. You can't, I mean, that's basically the authority on it at that point, right? That's amazing. All right. Well, cheers, Laurel. This is, this looks fantastic. I love the edging is like crusty and beautiful. The mozzarella is creating those gorgeous white puddles Mm -hmm. all over. There's Mm -hmm. not too much of sauce, which makes me happy. And then I, I mean, you could use a pizza cutter. I prefer just using a chef's knife. I think that's so much easier. Mm -hmm. And then the way I like to serve it is with a drizzle of olive oil Mm -hmm. and lots of freshly cracked black pepper. Mm -hmm. And then maybe if you want to do some chili flake, Mm -hmm. but just like really just go, go to town. Yep. Absolutely beautiful. 
And then in the photo, I gotta say, the photo of this spread is probably, here I'm gonna go to it, it's probably one of my favorite photos in the entire book. So beautiful. Um, the stylist we worked with, her name's Kate Martindale. She worked with us on our last cookbook. She's so talented. And she had this idea of doing flowers, but in savory as well. Because yeah. our brand is so known for floral right. as being part of the aesthetic. So we had all these blooming herbs that just got sprinkled on everything. So if you happen to have any blooming chive or oregano or thyme or rosemary, Basil. just go for it. Yeah. Just throw those flowers on top and you're going to get like a beautiful, beautiful looking plate. So yummy. That's so good. This was so fun. Yeah. And thanks so much for joining us today on Play Me a Recipe. This recipe is linked in the show notes and on food52.com. And you can find us at Sweet Laurel Bakery or at www.sweetlaurel.com. Happy baking. Happy baking.